1: Hello, it's Wednesday the 12th of July. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Coming up, you can hear the moment a speeding moped rider smashed a mobile phone out of a man's hand in Hearn Bay. But first, friends and family have gathered together in Cox Heath to hold a vigil for the teenager who died when his e-scooter collided with a BMW. As many as 50 people met just off Huntington Road last night to pay tribute to 15-year-old Kieran Byrd. They released balloons in his memory. KMTV's Gabriel Morris was there and spoke to Karen Towner and Charlie Daly.
2: How did you know Kieran? So we've been friends for four years, but we our friendships became a lot closer because he recently moved to the village. And the hardest thing about all of this is it was so close. You know, he's just a couple of doors down from us. And you know, hearing the news, it's just heartbreaking. And me and Giran used to hang around every day at school. But it's just, it's hard. And how are you? Coping. You know, it's it's hard dealing with loss, especially with someone you've known for quite a while. But, you know, we've just got to get through it and show support to everyone else who's dealing with the same loss. And you've helped to organise this event today. Why have you chosen to do this? So, I organised this because I felt it would be nice for people to be able to say goodbye properly because they didn't get that chance and it feels like this would this would have been the right thing to do and Karen you've been supporting um, your grandson isn't it yeah your grandson how have you been helping how have you been helping to organise this Um, event today
3: just posting things on Facebook making sure that people get the word out he's been doing a lot on snapchat because that's their forum Um, and just talking to everybody in the close where we live, making sure they all know what's going on Um, and just trying to just rally up enough people to come up to make it worth doing because the school have laid on um, counsellors for the year group and for children that knew Kieran but sadly the children are all now off school because they're doing their, their work experience and then straight after that they break up for the summer holidays. So the children aren't going to get an opportunity to get any counselling really and this is the kind of way that I feel that all the children can come together in their grief and support each other and just have that unity and support for each other and also for the family. For the family to be able to see how important Kieran was to all of his friends,
2: and what has the reaction been in this community here? It looks like it's a really close-knit community.
3: It's our community is very tight. We are very, very close, and you know we we've all pulled together. Everybody is just going round to the family and just anything you need, anything you want, we're here. You know, especially my neighbour who lives in e- immediately next door to me. He's kind of become their spokesperson, and he's looking out for them, um, and he's been very integral in helping the family. But we've all just This is all just to support the family and to support the kids in dealing with their grief.
2: Brilliant. Anything else you'd both like to add? Just that tonight is about saying goodbye and that Kieran will live on in in our memory, in his... His memory will live on.
1: Local MP Helen Grant has described it as an absolutely tragic situation and police are continuing to investigate.
0: Kent Online reports.
1: It's been revealed almost £90 million of savings need to be found by bosses at Maidstone's County Hall to balance the budget books next year. The County Council will consider their spending plans at a big meeting tomorrow. By law, they have to keep services like social care and education but other areas like children's centres and libraries could be vulnerable. Footage has emerged of a speeding moped rider smashing a mobile phone out of a man's hand in Hearn Bay. Kate's been taking a look for us. Well, it's a shocking video recorded by Derek Pitt, who was walking along the promenade with his partner when he noticed the biker ignoring the 20-mile-per-hour speed limit on Central Parade and pulling wheelies. The 72-year-old started filming and then the moped rider drove at him and knocked the phone out of his hand. He can be heard bragging about the bike being stolen. He's stolen! He's stolen! I don't care! You see,
2: and if you let him get away with it, it'll only get worse. He just tried to nick his phone.
1: Derek says the incident is an example of antisocial behaviour blighting the town. He's also frustrated about how difficult it was to report it to the police. He says he tried to call 101 but was told to go online instead and was then confused about whether he could upload the photo. In a statement, Kent police have confirmed they're aware of the incident and are trying to track down the moped rider. A spokesperson says tackling nuisance vehicles is a key part of the force's safer summer initiative and vehicles have been seized and drivers reported for prosecution around the county in recent weeks. Thanks, Kate. Now on to one of our most read stories on Kent Online today. We should know at some stage this year if more than 500 homes can be built in part of Ashford. Controversial plans known as King's North Green were first submitted back in 2015 and originally included even more properties. Although the council approved a scaled-down version three years later, it was never signed off because of environmental issues. The planning inspectorate should make a final call in the autumn. An inquiry investigating the crimes of David Fuller carried out at Kent Hospitals is asking for the help of funeral directors. The 68-year-old was a maintenance worker at Kent and Sussex and Old Pembury Hospitals between 2005 and 2020 and was convicted of abusing more than 100 bodies. The investigation is now moving into its second phase. Here's Chairman Sir Jonathan Michael.
4: We have received a wealth of evidence during the first phase of the inquiry which relates specifically to the crimes committed by David Fuller in Maidstone and Tunbridge Wells. The inquiry is very grateful to all the witnesses who have come forward to assist with this stage of the inquiry, and particularly to the brave families who have shared their stories. The inquiry team are keen to keep moving at pace whilst remaining thorough in our work. Therefore, we are now beginning to look at the broader national picture to understand the procedures and practices across the country which are in place to protect the deceased. For this first module of the second phase of the inquiry, we want to hear from funeral directors and people who work in funeral parlours, private mortuaries and private ambulance services. We are encouraging people who work in these sectors from across the country to get in touch with us, to share their experiences, and to help us understand the current arrangements for the care and protection of the deceased we would also like to hear what more people think should be done to prevent atro- these atrocious crimes that took place in kent from ever happening again we are starting by issuing a questionnaire to all identified funeral directors private ambulances private mortuaries across england The questionnaire will also be available on the Inquiry's website.
1: David Fuller was also found guilty of murdering two women in Tunbridge Wells in the 80s and is already serving a whole life prison sentence. Kent Online News. Eight people have been injured in a crash involving five vehicles on the A21 near Lamberhurst. One person had to be cut free from the wreckage and taken to hospital following the collision on the coastbound carriageway yesterday afternoon. The others were all treated at the scene by paramedics. The immigration minister has defended a decision to paint over a cartoon mural at a centre for child asylum seekers in Dover. Robert Jenrick's been criticised by charities and opposition MPs for removing pictures of Mickey Mouse and Tom and Jerry from the Kent intake unit. He's spoken about it in the Commons.
0: We provide very high quality facilities for families and for children upon immediate arrival in the UK and I've made it a particular focus to ensure that we support those individuals appropriately, ensuring that the conditions in those places are decent and compassionate at all times. The cohort of unaccompanied uh, children um, last year who passed through the location that that he describes were largely teenagers, and we didn't feel that uh, the site was age-appropriate, but it does contain a range of support uh, for children and infants uh, including all the things that he's described and nothing about the decoration of sites changes the fundamentals that if someone comes to the United Kingdom we'll treat them with decency and compassion at all times.
1: That was during a debate about the government's illegal migration bill. Dover MP Natalie Elphick was among those who questioned the minister.
3: My honourable friend knows firsthand the impact on Dover and Kent,
1: on our services, on schools and other important local services of this issue. With the proposed continuation of special measures for unaccompanied young people and now pregnant women. Will he confirm that he will be meeting and discussing the impact of these proposals with me and Kent colleagues, particularly bearing in mind the poor state of our local maternity services and the incredible pressure that is already being placed on our communities? Well, I'd be
0: pleased to meet with uh, my honourable friend, as I have done in the past. Uh, She knows that I've met on a number of occasions with local authority leaders in Kent and want to do everything I can to support them. Historically, they have borne a very high burden as a result of their uh, location adjacent to the points of entry, and that has placed some public services in Kent under a great deal of pressure. We have created, in the last 12 months, the national scheme to ensure that unaccompanied children are moved across the country and that all local authorities play an equitable part in supporting them. We've also provided substantial financial incentives to local authorities to help them to play their fair part. I I do appreciate that nothing is ever as simple as that, and developing further capacity with respect to local authority children's homes or foster carers takes time, Uh, But I hope that the the measures we've put in place already will make uh, a noticeable difference. Prior to the recent seasonal increase uh, in individuals crossing the Channel, we had successfully managed to clear all of the US hotels that the Home Office uh, had utilised, and I hope that we can keep reliance upon them to an absolute minimum this summer and autumn.
1: In a vote, MPs overturned pretty much all of the changes suggested by the House of Lords, but ministers did win votes on amendments incorporating a few of the revisions for the proposed law, which bans people from claiming asylum if they come to the UK illegally. Former Prime Minister Theresa May is worried the new bill will limit the ability of modern slavery victims to get help from authorities.
5: Modern slavery should not be seen as part of the immigration issue. It's not clear what problem will be solved by saying people who are here illegally cannot be afforded the support and protection of modern slavery victims.
1: The bill now goes back to the Lords before returning to the Commons until both houses agree.
0: Kent Online reports.
1: A dust cart driver's been sent to prison after causing a crash on the A21 near Lamberhurst that left a passenger needing to have their arm amputated. A court was told Ben Brooks was showing off when he overturned at a roundabout in June 2020. The 27-year-old from Bachelors in Pembury has been locked up for more than two years. New figures out today show Kent is the second worst place in the south of England for dog fighting. 32 cases have been investigated by the RSPCA in the county since 2019, with seven in the last six months alone. The charity says dog fighting operations are illegal and have links to organised crime. Special Operations Unit Chief Inspector Ian Muttitt has been telling us more about the national stats.
0: Sadly, we are back seeing pre-pandemic levels of dog fighting incidents. An average of 19 incidents were being investigated every month in 2019, and that has risen to a shocking 31 a month so far this year. Each year these reports of cruelty reach its terrible annual peak in the summer months. We don't know why reports of animal cruelty peak in the summer months, although things like animal abuse being more visible as people are outdoors more and the cost of living crisis could be major factors. Dog fighting, which is connected to organised crime, is just one of the many acts of cruelty we see every year. Together, we believe we can and will cancel out cruelty to animals by replacing violence with kindness. We are urging people to donate to our Cancel Out Cruelty campaign. Every donation will help animals.
1: Elsewhere today, a massive housing project in Medway has been thrown into doubt after the government withdrew funding. The £170 million would have been used to build infrastructure to support 12,000 properties on the Who Peninsula. MP Kelly Tolhurst has welcomed the decision, but the new council leader says he's deeply disappointed. Temps water bosses have been quizzed by MPs over how they've ended up with debts of £14 billion. Pounds. The company has customers in and around Dartford and is trying to avoid being put in temporary public ownership. Joint interim CEO Catherine Ross appeared before the Environment, Food and Rural Affairs Committee this morning. She was questioned about a potential rise in bills by Labour's Barry Gardiner.
6: We all know your interest payments are going to go up. This is what's precipitated the problem. Yeah, so, so the question is... How much are they going to go up? What do you actually foresee the rise that, that your customers are going to have to pay as a result of your company's failure?
5: Actually, our customers are paying less than they otherwise would as a result of the poor operational performance of the business because we are in penalty territory uh, in terms of off-whats incentive regime. Now, that means that the penalties we pay actually translate into lower bills than would otherwise be the case for customers because we're not delivering the service. So we want
6: companies to fail in order that bill payers don't pay as much. Is that what you're saying?
5: No, but the view is that customers should pay for the service that they receive. We haven't been providing the level of service that customers expect and therefore we shouldn't charge them at the prices that we would otherwise have charged them. We're
6: talking about the interest payments on your debt leading through to a rise in the bills that your customers will pay. Is that the
5: case? No. No? No, There is no mechanism within the current price control (laughs) to enable us to put up bills to reflect higher interest payments.
6: And so your bill payers can rest assured on the assurance of the co-chief executive of the company that uh, uh, the financial difficulties that you've got yourselves into will not result in their bills rising. Thank you very much.
1: She also said staff were previously afraid to be honest about the problems the company was facing.
5: That's one of the things that that we've achieved actually over the past couple of years has really been to turn that around and it's really helping us uh, to be honest actually within the company about the challenges that we face so that we can really address them and make improvements.
1: Shareholders have agreed to give it an extra £750 million, but that still falls short of what's needed to fix its overspill and sewage problems. Kent Online News. An Asda store in Maidstone has been forced to apologise after selling a used chip fryer to a customer. A man bought the appliance from the store in St Peter Street, only to take it home and find it covered in grease and rust. He says staff would dis interested when he complained to customer service but was able to get a full refund. A woman who lives near Folkestone Harbour has shared a video of seagulls outside her bedroom window as a warning to Londoners who are thinking of moving to the seaside town. Lynn Barrett-Smith says the constant squawking could affect people's sleep. This is what it sounds like. Well, you can certainly see why that might get annoying. Lynn says she's able to tune it out after living there for so many years, but friends who come to visit struggle to deal with the noise. Folkestone was recently named as one of the best places to live in the UK by the Sunday Times. Again, Online, you can see pictures of an abandoned care home in Faversham that stood empty for five years. Kingsfield Care Centre on Jubilee Way shut in 2018, just nine years after it had opened for up to 90 residents. The building is said to be worth £8 million, but has been plagued with antisocial behaviour. The site's owned by TSRF Faversham Real Estate, who've told the podcast they hope to bring it back into use. Now, two months after Labour took control of Medway Council, an agreement's been signed aimed at transforming the towns. The One Medway Charter involves the council, the three universities, Mid-Kent College, NHS and Chatham Dockyard. Here's Medway Council leader Vince Maple.
0: We've signed the One Medway Charter. That's a document that says we as the key organisations here in Medway will be working together to make Medway an even better place. Now we've been doing that already through things like the Better Care Fund. With the NHS and the council working together, and also the universities and the dockyard and the council working on the exciting project called the docking station. But this stop to bring us all together, it sends a clear message both to our local residents and communities across the country that we are on Medway.
1: It's something that's already been done in Manchester, Nottingham, and Derby, and is all about creating jobs and boosting the local economy. Canterbury has been named as the second greenest city in the UK. It scored 87 out of 100 in a new study based on air quality, the number of parks and recycling rates. The city of Bath in Somerset is at the top of the list. And KSI has been in Gravesend, holding a Q&A with young people from across the area. The YouTuber rapper and boxer was getting involved in a project for South Asian Heritage Month. Local community group Cohesion Plus have shared pictures of him on social media.
0: Kent Online sports.
1: Football and Gillingham have taken on Como in a pre-season friendly in Italy this afternoon. The squad's been out there since Sunday, playing in temperatures of around 30 degrees. Jules media officer Phil Catterick's been chatting to goalkeeper Glenn Morris, who says it's a great place for warm weather training.
7: It's definitely ticking that box. Um, yeah, very hot. Like We had a little walk around at um, you know, Como at the lake earlier this morning. Um, you know, fantastic place. Um, you know, really, you know, lucky to be here. I know this is um, the you know, first for the club to do this. Um, so, yeah, you know, very happy to be here. How does it compare to other pre-season tours that you've had perhaps abroad? Um, I've done a few. I've done a few different ones. Um, yeah, this is, you know, very you know right up there. So, um no, it's a real privilege to be here and, you know, boys are enjoying it. Let's reflect on Dover uh, briefly. A 4-0 win. I know the result isn't the be-all and end-all, 45 minutes under your belt. Just good to get back out there? Yeah, I think it's always, like, the first game's um, just nice to like, tick off, really, and just to get through with no problems. So, it's um, like I said, a great result, but, you know, we wasn't really looking at that. It was just um, about getting minutes and, and um, you know, coming through okay. And it was, um, you know, perfect for that. So, you know, very happy. Now, the days are ticking down to the start of the season. When we do play Stockport, are you looking forward to it? Yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a real test. But, you know, like we said, it's a um, you know, perfect place to start for us, you know, like go there and and hopefully put performance in and uh, you know start the season well.
1: The team will be back at Priestfield this weekend for another pre-season friendly against Millwall. That's all from us today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up just head to kentonline.co.uk.
0: News you can trust.
1: This is the Kent Online podcast.